Alrighty, Playhouseville, we are back once again for another exciting episode of Playhouse Unplugged. A little dreary out there today with all the wet weather, but uh, we have a great uh, actress here with us today. Only one name, Sunday. How you doing, girl? Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, practicing the social distance, trying to get through this mess, and then of course now, all of a sudden now it's raining and... And that's okay. I still enjoy your company well, from more than six feet away. <laughs> that's it. We are, we're probably about a good 12 feet away. I'm telling you what. Well. We're, we're practicing safely. Safety is key. Yes. Safe, sane, all yes. of that. Sane is different now. That's a different concept. Safety is good, but sane doesn't mean it's always good. I have to get a VIP membership to get sane? <laughs> Something about that? Yeah, exactly. I'll okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to go into a little bit of uh, behind the scenes uh, with Sunday here. Um, tell us a little about yourself. I am a U.S. Navy veteran who sh- washed up into Boise for in-state tuition and never quite managed to leave. Well, thank you for your service. Well, thank you for yours, Dan. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're for such a vintage me. member. <laughs> I'm a vintage member, yes. It's been a while. So what else? Um. Okay. So I work at the VA hospital, local, and I'm a, do, I help put on the annual Renaissance Fair and like to travel to other ones. Um, and I play here at the Playhouse. I'm a wow. big, giant nerd <laughs> and uh, we'll go more into the uh, renaissance fair because uh, we can't get excited too much but we're going to be doing the pirate realm in october it's gonna be so exciting it but is. give us kind of an idea of how you got into acting in the first place um okay that's actually really simple i spent some time i met a friend and she was a cosplayer and did a event decorating business and um she dragged me out of my shell and was like, we're going to dress up in costume and go to dinner and go walk around town and um, come help me do all these things. And I did. Um, and that spiraled into going to more events and building more characters. And it really took off when I decided to start uh, Renaissance Fair. Um, they needed a fay court. So I really quick threw together a rudimentary, like, fairy picnic and made a costume and did that, um, which spiraled into big history nerd, try out nobility, try out being fae, try out being a pirate, which led me to, and another friend of mine, uh, Denise King, mm-hmm. um, who's also an actress here now, we dressed up like our pirate characters and we came to Mady's ah, nice. in 2018, 2018, yeah, um, we, came, we went to the show, we loved the show, and then... The next year, when Mady's came in 2019 happened, it was open auditions, and I was like, I'm going to go do the thing. So I came and auditioned, and the rest is history. I came and auditioned, and I got into the play, and then I haven't actually left no. since then. We won't let you go. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think the first contract I signed, it said, thou shalt not never leave the it playhouse. It is signed in blood. 
So give me an idea of the, of the Ren Fair and what it's all about. Okay, so the Idaho Ren- Renaissance Fair is held in CUNA every year on the Waterfront Park um, in October, the second weekend of it. So it's like the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, depending on how the days fall. And it's a nonprofit organization that um, all of their proceeds from like, admissions and things like that, they are all donated to schools in, lo- in local in the Valley. So last year, it was they gave $6,000 to CUNA High School's drama department. Very nice. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's not small potatoes. $6,000 is a real lot to yeah. Idaho Public School. Um, so I don't know what it is this year, but they have a board of directors and they decide where they're going to go for this year. And that's what it is. And so it's an, they run an Italian court, um, which is a little bit different because typical Renaissance fairs um, tend to do uh, English courts, war the, the War of the Roses, that's, and, um, or a French court. Um, so they do an Italian court, so the setting is Milan or oh, Naples or Florence, depending on what, because the Renaissance Fair has, it's all vendors and there's jousting and pirates and fairies and all that stuff, but the overarching historical event that happens is what all the cast members that are um, uh, employees of the fair, uh, they will have small events saying, this is the setting of why you are here today, right? So, because it's like, oh, the queen is throwing this get-together that you are here because it's her birthday or the birth of her second child or something. It's setting the tone and the setting for why you are in in the park. And it's up to you. It's up to um, the cast members, but also attendees to subscribe to that and leave leave the present or uh, the future, as it were, uh, behind and just enjoy things that were. That sounds like so much fun. How many people typ- typically come to a, a Ren Fair? Um, okay, one this size. The Idaho Renaissance Fair is only in its third year this year. So luckily it's growing every year, which is a very good sign mm-hmm. for a annual event. Last year, I think there was like 3,000 people over wow. two days. That's pretty right? good for after yeah. only three years. Being yeah, so amazing. we're hoping that there's just no backslide. So this is a very small Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. The last year there was only 25 vendors plus all of the cast members that... Um, added to it. But as far as like vendors, which is why people really come, it was 25 vendors. I know it's all, all, already, it's doubled in size for this coming year. Um, so we're hoping that it's a constant upward projectile. And of course, uh, obviously being an actress here, kind of bring the, your two worlds together. It, in October. it does, it does. Um, the Playhouse luckily has agreed to... Um, create a pirate encampment, um, which we do not have. I've not had. Oh, um, we're so lucky on that one. I'm really excited because I myself am not going to be able to be a pirate. I'm already casted as running the Fae Corps this year. So there will be both fire fairies and pirates and, of course, the Kahari belly dancers. So there's going to be a lot of flavor this year's oh, fair. We're looking forward to it. We're going to take over the pub. That's our main goal. I'm excited. I told him. I told... Um, I told the director about it. It's like, um, just so you know, this is the thing that's going to happen. Yeah, and they were like, 
okay. <laughs> so everybody's really, really excited to have the playhouse there because I know I'm really excited to see the return of Redbeard because he's my favorite. Yeah, I tell you what, yeah, and it's going to be so much fun just to be able to uh, to bring the two groups together, for one. Um, us uh, here at the Playhouse, we do a lot of, of uh, cosplay-type stuff by, by creating our characters, in a sense, um, for our show. So bringing them out in the public, uh, like over there at the um, at the Renaissance Fair, it's gonna be so much fun. It is. It's been a really interesting experience to have my two separate so social circles uh, come together, and now I exist because it used to be I was the center of the Venn diagram, <laughs> and now yep. the separate circles they're slowly coming together. At least so, at least for now, it's it's a professional event, and I brought Denise in, and she was mm -hmm. in um, the December show. Uh, who else knows what's going to happen? But I think the main difference is here at the Playhouse, it's a drama-oriented theater system, mm -hmm. right? Um, bringing pure entertainment. Whereas in the Renaissance Fair, there it's all about creating ambiance, yep. but also the cast member. You're, like last year, I was um, Alfonsina de Orsini, uh, Alfonsina Orsini de Medici, mm -hmm. um, who was that sounds a, Italian. <laughs> she was. She's, she's been dead for 500 years now. But she was this, she essentially, in her lifetime, was like a mob boss. Okay? That's what she, she evolved like a Pokemon over time and, and became a low-key mob boss. She was amazing and very successful at running state. And she ended up becoming a duchess in her own right. Um, and got, a, got her, her nephew elected as pope. And married her son off to uh, French royalty, which was big deals back then. Um, and was very good at fundraising. And was just very good at what she decided to do. And, the, and, and there was propaganda to smear her name because she was a woman. And uh -huh. women weren't supposed to be good at anything back then except maybe embroidery. Right. So... The Renaissance Fair focuses a lot on history. All the cast members, I had to know my backstory. And I, I couldn't, I had to fill in gaps because that particular historical figure, there wasn't a ton written about her. However, um, reverse engineering her character based on what she did and emotions are vaguely similar through time, you know, make her into a real person. But you could not deviate from the facts. Okay. You could only riff on maybe personality traits, but this happened, and this was history, and you have to ha and you have to abide by all of the etiquette. True. Um, True. So it's a bit different. It's a bit more history reenactment Seems more rather structured. than it, it is. It is just a little <laughs> bit. Um, That's gonna be tough but, for the pirates. So I'm gonna tell you that right well, now. Well, <laughs> here's the fun part about pirates historically is that. Basically, anything went for pirates. Right, right. Oh, exactly. And so, arguably, any pirate that you come across is, is feasibly accurate. Yeah, we never followed rules. No way. Yeah, exactly. They were super into ableism, which is why, you know, like, you, if you lost your leg, you got a peg leg. And you got a hook for an arm, oh, for an arm if you got it walloped off. It was like, you know, they were absolutely 100% like you continue to do the thing regardless of whether your body can keep up with you or not, which is kind of neat because pirates were an outcast for all kinds of social structures and people down on their luck and who just or were uh, really, really disenfranchised 
by anything really. So pirates were a catch-all and really typically very civilized because ship pirate ships were typically run on democracies. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. pirates are vote. super great. <laughs> and 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 they're pirates so the Renaissance Fair when we get first-year Rennies, because we're constantly looking for volunteers and constantly looking for people who want to be cast members, um, because in Idaho, that's kind of hard to get people to be excited about history. Mm-hmm. We say being a fae or being a pirate is excellent first-year digs because there's no real rules. Right. So you just kind of get a flavor. And then once you get the flavor, you're either hooked or you're not. And then you can sprawl out and be an Italian woman or go be the Duke of Milan or go be King Henry. And, that you is know. so cool. So. I'll tell you what, Playhouse, we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, all, this is Danny B from Playhouse Unplugged. Thanks for coming out to all our great improv shows. We have another one coming up, Mission Improbable, July 16th. Bring out your gang or your friends or your family to go ahead and see the Zany Improv Show. And then coming August 6th, we are proud to announce Improv Insanity. This is an adult-oriented show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our director, Ann McQueen, has a lot in store. Go to PlayhouseBoise.com to check out all the details, and we will see you here. Alrighty, Playhouse. Yes, we are live again, once again, here with Sunday. Hello. Hey, we're talking about the great Ren Fair and, uh, and how we're going to create this amazing pirate realm. We're so excited here at the Playhouse to do that. And uh, ironically, you played a pirate character, did you not? I did. I was one-eyed Wanda, and I made her Wanda McBride, and I decided to give her a real name. Wow, that's excellent. So what what do you uh, give me a kind of idea what Wanda was all about? Okay, so Wanda was the youngest daughter of an Irish family, and they had not they didn't have they had too many children and not enough money, so she got sold in Dublin to go be a ship's hand, and so Wanda is described as being very angry and wanting to be the best at everything. And what attracted me to Wanda is that she really reminds me of myself when I was in the service, when I was in the Navy, because I enlisted when I was 17. Wow. Right? You got your mother's permission. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's I gra- awesome. Yeah, I, like, I graduated boot camp the day I turned 18. Did you just decide, hey, I want to be in the Navy, and that's it? Okay, yeah, that was a fun story. So before <laughs> that... I was going to be a CNA. I was actually in CNA school. And I remember, and part of that is clinicals, going to the hospital and essentially like testing it all out. And I remember I was taking a man's vitals while crouched over a bedpan full of fresh vomit. And I said, and I was telling myself, you know, I don't think this is for me, <laughs> right? It's and because here, and so at that point I was se- I was I was seventeen, and I was a bit of an emo kid. And literally, this is the thought process. It was so stupid. I've never been able to forget it. It was if I'm not going to spend my life helping people, I might as well spend my life trying to hurt them. Okay. Okay. That sounds so emo, but I'm like, okay. So it was like, all right, there's the military. 
And so I didn't even try and like go in for college or anything like that. No applications, no scholarships, nothing. My mom, at that point, it was 2007. So the war in Iraq was still trucking along. Um, My mom said, no army, no Marines. And I really didn't want the Air Force. And my mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, and I'm from a bit of a military black hole. Okay. Family, like on my dad's side, there's been of Sunderland in the service. That's my last name, by the way, Sunderland. Um, I've been a Sunderland in the service, documented, provable since 1766, like the day before, uh, the year before the Declaration of Independence. Like militia, it's stupid. Wow. So it's like family pride, and then my mom's <laughs> side. So um, there was more too, and then all, and then both of my step parents also military. So it was like this. You will go here, black hole. And I was okay with it. So, anyway, didn't want the Air Force. Just what? <laughs> this uh, podcast is over right now. <laughs> ah, we're going to come to blows, but from 12 feet away. Um, yeah, so I joined the Navy, and I was like, what do I want to do? Uh, so I wanted to learn something, so I went in for aviation mechanics, uh, did all that, ended up being stationed in Whidbey Island, Washington, playing with prowlers, and I had a blast. But part of that was going on deployment and being a 17-year-old from Idaho, who, which is fairly conservative, and like a whole new world, you know? The, like, this is not the type of finishing school you typically want to send your teenage daughter to, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I just remember being very dedicated to proving that I was just as good as all of the men around me. And I remember having to work twice as hard to prove that I was equal with them and their abilities. And it was only after I spent, I spent a significant, at least two years, like getting down and dirty and being stubborn and making it harder on myself um, to prove that I was like, you know, equal with everybody before I finally was like, okay, accepting help with like, here, please lift this very extremely heavy thing so I don't hurt myself. So that, those experiences really helped me develop Wanda because Wanda wants to be not necessarily the best initially, but it was, I need to be seen as the same. Right. As the men, right? Yeah. So that makes her very aggressive and very much, I'm going to overcompensate with my mannerisms and how I talk to you and the, my volume in order to be seen as like a dominant personality because she, uh, by mateys, by the time that mateys happens, she's worked her way from ship's boy or ship's girl as it were up to being a gunner's mate, which right. is a very, very important um, position, especially for their modus operandi at the time. And it was extra special because Wanda only has one eye which was a very interesting acting experience because I'm extremely nearsighted to begin with. Like I can only see without my glasses. I only have focus of six inches. Like it's 2,400 plus the the scale does not go up high enough on conventional equipment. Um, And then I had to be in a low lighting setting with a legit eye patch on (laughs) because I work with, I play with Renaissance fair nerds. So they have real eye patches that are custom made for our faces, right? So I had, so it was, it wasn't like a pl- piece of plastic on a on a piece of dental floss. It was real and everything like that. So, 
Um, and then having the sword fight with with Dan. With Dan. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> trying, yeah, our yes, first merciless our, Morgan. Merciless Morgan. Yeah. So our first night. So we we choreographed a really great fight, and we practiced it to bits. And the first night, his sword, my sword, had chewed up his sword so much that yeah. he was essentially fighting with. A, a, a serrated steak knife um, because he had a wall hanger made out of stainless steel and right. my sword was a real reenactment sword of high carbon steel. So um, fun fact, if you're going to play with swords, make sure this, they're the same density before you play. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so we mi he missed, I missed catching his sword enough that his sword came right down on my pinky. Ow. And it, kind of low-key almost cut it off but instead it flayed a big chunk of my half of my hand i didn't know that yeah i was like and it was it it, it hit the base of my pinky and slid down and so i had this big skin flap that we just bandaged up and i finished the show oh, but geez. i remember because we it was you were we caught our swords above um our heads and just um dan the actor dan yeah. who played morgan his eyes were like did I just chop off your finger? And I'm like, I don't know. Because <laughs> so, yeah, immediately after, he had to die and I had to run off stage. So he was like freaking out while being dead, right? You're right, yeah. Um, so that was fun. And then after that, we just extra choreographed and ground down the sword so it was no longer so, you know, dangerous. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was, but these kind of things happen in theater. You know, the show must go on. Yeah, so band-aid, band-aid, bandage, call it a day. There you go. Uh, Marilyn gave me a strip of like cheesecloth. I was just like, we'll make it look authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Marilyn, well, of course. These guys are really good. They even had the finger come off. Absolutely. Yeah. Fly, you know? But it was right by the bar. Watch it fly into somebody's drink or something. That'd be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, so did that and made her seem real, real angry, uh, even with the one eye and being hyper-aggressive and bullying everybody, um, including the captain, because I'm sure you've already talked about Redbeard. Oh, yeah. In Nick's session. So yep. it was, she, Wanda's very much, you're in charge, but only because you're a bit scarier than me, right? And I like that you're in charge because everything is technically your fault. Meanwhile, the power behind the throne is desperately trying to be the power behind the throne because at the for Mades, Morgan is only good for, like, being drunk all the time. Right. So Wanda was trying to be a leader because the top-tier leadership was less than ideal, according to her. So, <laughs> well, that is excellent. Mm -hmm. So, what do you? What's your favorite part of being here at the Playhouse? I actually really enjoy how many opportunities there are. Right? Um, I'm sure. I'm. I don't know if it's been mentioned before, but this is a very. You're very inclusive as to who you cast and say, like here you're part of the show and then you let us into your home and you always make sure we always have like you know water or soda mm -hmm. and um and so and we'll make sure we're comfortable and then we all work and then afterwards unless it's like the middle of the week nobody ever actually wants to leave we right. linger right, right? We like and, hanging out with the guests. And so, and we, gen and everybody genuinely likes to hang out with each other. And that's what I really like. Because I got into, like, 
I'm a big history nerd and whatever, but I'm also very much an introverted person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it right now, right. but that's because we've we've we had a, we know each other. Yeah. But you meet me out on the street. Um, I can be charismatic, but more often than not, I'm just kind of like slinking on by, just trying to do my thing. Um, and it really allowed me, it really allowed me an opportunity to be social and not just be locked up cause, uh, in in my head having conversations with my cat, you know? It it gets me out in the world, lets me meet people, lets me influence people. So I get just as much out of being here um, as you, as I deliver. Right. It makes me me be like a functional human member of society. Well, that's awesome. And plus, your cat doesn't really care. I'm just going to let you know. She doesn't. She really doesn't. I 100% agree with you. They don't care about anything but themselves this is true and that's what we really try to put here i mean positive environment is what we really preach here and then of course you're a professional actor you get paid to do what you do that is a bonus <laughs> absolutely For i get to, i get to come here and 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 play Right. With a whole new bunch of new friends, like I get to make fun of you, and I get to make fun of Nick yep. for being like you know very feng shui with his table settings, and <laughs> He's and doing then such a great job. He's gonna yeah. make a good homemaker one day. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 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 then I get a, occasionally get paid for it. And the only trade off is that I occasionally have to get like flack from like random audience members <laughs> so and and of course that happens what what happens when that when uh, an audience does get back and you're in character so you could really go that is true them. um i the inclusive theater like so being a character at an event or at a ren fair and being a character here it's all very similar because you're being that person you know, taking on that persona for a long period of time and it becomes easier and i haven't had to deal with it too much the most the most difficult thing I had was during the witches show, which was in last October. And I was, instead of playing an, an, a young Irish uh, pirate, I was playing a old, crotchety, angry Irish woman. <laughs> um, you like playing Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was one right after another. So it kind of, well, yeah. So similar, but different. Um, exactly. And, and so it was more, I had a, a couple of instances dealing with um, intoxicated individuals um, and I found that like the best way to deal with them is to just be witty and and just and do a, a quick clap back and just try and be like civil yeah you know because you're talking to you're not just talking to them um, you're talking to the public and the one and then this one just kind of baffled me, right? So the witch, the witches show, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's a coven of witches in clo- living close to Salem, Massachusetts, right around the witch trial time. They get witch finders trying to come and find witches, but the town has this invisible curtain between the faith and the craft and everyone knows that they both mutually happen but they just like turn a blind eye because they like their cows to live basically <laughs> right right and then so the and then these super and then um prescott and Dooley, the witch finders come in and try and stir up trouble um and of course one of the witch finders meets his early end which was highly fortunate because i was one of the witches <laughs> and i didn't particularly want to die exactly <laughs> anyway so he gets poisoned right right and the the now the most difficult thing that 
for me as an actor, especially when we're doing period pieces, mm-hmm. is that I'm a Ren Fair nerd. Right. So I study history as a hobby. Yeah, so like like I've had that conversation with you, like pirates weren't this way, yeah. neither were witches. This is what's up. And you're like, but it's theater Sunday. <laughs> exactly. And people don't know this. Yeah, no and so that's my disparity. Yeah. Um, so it, when it's, hey, you're going to poison this dude, there's not a whole lot of logic that needs to go into it because it's a comedy theater. Um, right. You just have to do the thing. So one night I did the thing and like made a poison and um, and rattled off some some highly suspect reasoning but nobody would really care except for this one individual i remember that person and and that this and after the show i'm up there getting like saying thank you congratulations you're wonderful thank you for coming and bold as day a sunlight comes up and says you're a terrible witch because you don't know that poison don't acts this way way like (laughs) like excuse you the, like, the, like it was so clearly evident that because I wasn't 100% factual on the art of poisoning, that it was apparently a showbreaker. Yes, we do not use eyes of newt. We use <laughs> yeah. So and I, Wiccan. Yeah, and Wiccan it, it might have been, but it was just the fact that they were so overcome with my lack of factual dialogue that they felt the need to come and chastise me for it. So it wasn't really, you were terrible. It was, you were lying. And I'm offended by that. And that was very weird. And I wasn't very offended so much as I'm, really? But yeah. why? <laughs> like, so it's, I, I'm just baffled. And that's been the main thing that's happened to me here so far. Otherwise, everybody's typically pretty like, this was neat. I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and leave a Sunday. Sunderland, once again, thank you so much for coming out. Playhouse, don't forget to come check us out on Facebook and uh, and follow us on Twitter and like us on Instagram and all that good stuff. Go to PlayhouseBoise.com to check out all the great shows that are be coming up. Or better yet, just come to the shows. There it is, right there from Miss Sunday Sunderland. Thank you, everybody, and God bless. <laughs>